Hi, I'm Steph. And this is Christine. We warmly welcome you to the Firing Up Faith and Family podcast. Listen in to learn scriptures on strengthening your family and perspectives to deepen your faith. Then visit firingupfaithandfamily.net for show notes and to continue the conversation with us. Enjoy the episode. Hello, and welcome to Firing Up Faith and Family. I'm Steph Morrison, and we are doing a special little series for our season four of testimony talks. So Mm -hmm. today it is just me and Christine that have done it so far. If you didn't catch our last episode, so season four, episode one, I shared my testimony, and now it's Mm -hmm. time for Christine to share hers and some very insightful stuff you're going to you're going to get from this. So I've got a little, you know, the pre-episode talk, of course, (laughs) we kind of brief each other on what we're going to, what we're going to share. And uh, yeah, we had some great discussion beforehand, Mm -hmm. possibly could be even more my favorite part than us actually recording (laughs) and doing the actual podcast could be the conversation we have before. It's Um, true. And it was definitely for this one, because we talked about things that had nothing to do with really the episode we're talking about today, <laughs> but it was perfect. Just what I needed, just what God wanted for me. I know that. So you've got a testimony to share. Now we actually really all have testimonies to share. And that's kind of where this series comes from that we we want to be able to share things ourselves and we want other people to be able to share things. So in our in our episodes coming up, we're going to have other people sharing some testimony, but right now it's me me and, and Christine will be with our episode two. So you go on and just, you share what God has done in your life. Yeah. And just to encourage you, the, you know, the whole testimony thing, I mean, don't ever think that your testimony needs to be, you know, some drastic life altering movie worthy (laughs) story you know that that you must share your testimony can be about your day-to-day life and and that's exactly what some of that conversation that pre-episode conversation um happens to be for Steph and I and I can share uh that love for that time because I know I get uplifted every time we talk and and it's not, again, it's not anything super outstanding. It's just everyday mom life uh, for the most part of it. Uh, and of course, we throw in our walk of faith uh, because that's who we are. Mm-hmm. And it it goes hand in hand with our daily walks as homeschool moms. And it, and this is the reason why we we thought testimonies were a good thing because our stories encourage one another and so we hope that you know our story by telling our a bit of our stories that you are encouraged to just listen and then to go out and tell your own story so i'm going to start off just by sharing a concept if you will uh was taught to me mm, probably around the age of 12 uh, we were in, we had a uh, evening class once a week called Family Trading Hour at our church. And so our teacher had had us on this long, 
sort of theme topic, I believe it was around the time we were studying the Pilgrim's Progress, which, hey, if you haven't read that as a family, do that. It's such a such a powerful uh, thing to to read and really dive into, especially if you're learning about your faith uh, in Christ. But one of the things she had tasked us to do at the end of it was to pick a verse that we would call our life verse. And that verse is something that, you know, if we forget the whole Bible existed, <laughs> at least we would have one part of it that we would take with us that would be a source of hope for us, no matter what life. And I mean, we were 12, 13 years old. So what do we know that's going to come down <laughs> the pipeline, so to speak? But, you know, we, we, we loved God and we just learned a bunch about him. And uh, we definitely wanted to pursue this path of just getting to know him and trusting God. And so the verse that I chose was Proverbs uh, chapter three, verses five and six. And it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. And in all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. And since I made that decision, that verse has been true. And, um, but I say this with a warning <laughs> because, you know, God's, when you, when you commit to something, God's going to hold you to it. And especially that part about trusting the Lord with all your heart. And there was a time in my life, obviously, you know, life had gone by and, you know, trial after trial would come. And I, and I still to this day will say that there is most likely nothing that will happen that will make me not believe in God. So I knew that in my heart that, you know, God is God and he's in control and we're good. So I was convinced, you know, that I trusted God with all my heart. And uh, God decided to, to, to hold me to that. And uh, he, he, he likes to stretch us and help us grow in our commitments and in our walk of faith, because, you know, we are supposed to be changing day to day, you know, renewing our minds, renewing our hearts, uh, because, you know, we're not perfect and, you know, we're on this journey of striving towards becoming more like Jesus and we're not going to get there, you know, to that perfect state until we get to heaven with him, but we still need to be on this journey of, you know, constantly growing. And so it's a scary thing to think <laughs> that you've arrived. <laughs> Don't ever think that <laughs> because God will come and make sure I do in your place. Mm -hmm. And so the situation that I wanted to share was back in 2019, I started having uh, headaches. And so, and I am not a person who gets headaches. Usually it's very explainable. It's because I didn't drink enough water that day or I didn't get enough sleep. And it's a, it's a quick fix. Usually goes away within a few hours. Not a big deal. I never have to take medication. I I preferably don't like to take medication, if you know me at all. So anyway, the headaches over two weeks persisted. And I thought, okay, this is not normal. People had tried to tell me, oh, it's migraines. But I'm like, migraines don't happen for two weeks. 
straight. So I took myself in. They tried to tell me it was sinus infections and all of that stuff. So, you know, here, try this, try that, try this, try that. And then all of a sudden, my there was a, a cloud that kind of came over my left eye. So that freaked me out. So I took myself into emergency. They couldn't figure it out. So they sent me to a specialist. And then we got to that guy and he got scared. And it's never a good thing when the you're in the hands of a doctor and he's got a scared look on his face. <laughs> so um, he's like, okay, I need to send you down to Princess Market Hospital, which is known for the cancer hospital. And I immediately started to freak out. And I said, do I have cancer? He's like, I don't know for sure. They're going to know. There is a growth behind your retina. And during this time, that cloud just became more and more, more and more cloudy, I guess. And then the pain really started increasing as well. And I was up to the point where, you know, the basic Tylenol was not cutting it anymore. And I started trembling and then it started going over to my other eye. And so I... It got to the point where I couldn't see myself in the mirror. And that was pretty scary. I could I couldn't see my children's faces. I couldn't I couldn't see anything. I had to literally crawl down stairs and then I had to get my brother to come and take me to the appointments because I couldn't cross the street by myself. <laughs> and it was a very humbling experience for sure. And one of the verses that I had was throughout all of this was Second Corinthians five verse seven, and it says, "For we lift by faith and not by sight." And mm. and literally for it's for like this, a literal thing for you right then, right? <laughs> it was literally like, mm-hmm. and I tell you, when God, when God's going to stretch you, do you believe the word of God? Like, oh, okay, I literally believe this verse now. <laughs> Because I literally had to trust him. And, you know, it took months of testing. They they had to test for every kind of cancer because I was still young. And all of the, it was a team of doctors because, you know, I was this case that here's this young woman who shouldn't have cancer, but yet she's got this thing <laughs> growing behind her eye. And they didn't know what it was. And test after test after test, the pain kept getting worse and worse. Uh, my eyes were now bloodshot red, but I couldn't, I couldn't see myself, couldn't see anything. Um, they were shaking their heads. They didn't know what this was. And so I had to actually start thinking about, okay, wh- what's going to happen to me? I, am I going to die here? And, and the, the first thing that I thought was, I can't die. What's going to happen to my children? And I, you know, I pleaded with God and I'm like, who's going to take care of my children? And I started being afraid. And he said to me the words, don't you trust me? And before I could even think about it, I said, no. And then 
about two seconds later, I went, I can't believe I said that to God. And that in that moment, it really, it really opened my eyes and to the fact that there was a part of me, part of my heart that didn't actually trust him. And I want to point out that the reason why is because I felt that my children were mine and I had such a grip on them. You know, it, they were my responsibility. I was entrusted to them, um, entrusted to take care of them, which, yes, we are as parents. We are given the task of raising these gifts that God gives us. And but we forget, and I had forgotten that they still belong to him. And for me to say no to the God of the universe, <laughs> the one who created all things, the one who created my children, who know them better than I do, even though I think <laughs> mm-hmm. that no one else knows them better than I do, I had to really stop and discipline myself through that whole experience and say, I'm sorry. (laughs) I do give them to you. I do trust you because Mm -hmm. you do know what's best for us. And, you know, that was, that was, I think that was, that scared me most than the whole idea of dying. (laughs) That That I didn't trust God with my whole heart. And so that second part of the verse was in all your ways submit to him. So I had to, I had to read, and you know, I had done the whole submitting or dedicating my children, my children to the Lord, you know, after they're born, you have the baby dedication. And so, you know, I had done that, but I think it was more of a, you know, a formal thing that you do without really understanding in my heart that I needed to give them (laughs) back to God. And so, and we've called this episode trust that passes all understanding. And it goes, it went really nicely with that Proverbs three, verse five and six, trust the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding, because there are going to be times when the situations just don't make sense. And we have to still trust him and or maybe we do understand it but the thought of letting go mm. of something um, or not having that control because i think for me too i think i like having control <laughs> of of certain things of my things mm-hmm. right because because it's what you know it's comfortable it's what you know. Like I know my children. And so, you know, I had plans. I I know I was gonna do this with them. I gonna I had plans to go this place with them. And all of a sudden that, that comes crashing down. And there's another verse, and I should have written it down, but it says, um, so man makes his plans, but the Lord is the one who establishes their steps. And so in that moment of fear, I didn't uh, trust him and um I wasn't giving up control and that's not a good thing 
<laughs> Especially when we we pray that, you know, we want God to be in control of our lives. That means that we have to give up all and it's going to be a, a, a learning experience for all of us to to slowly give up every piece of our heart. Mm-hmm. So so with when you when you mentioned that with the control of our children, because we should have control of our children yeah. to a certain yeah. extent, extent yeah. right? So yeah. I think that's the part where the trust that passes understanding, it's like it's hard to understand what is trust and what is just being controlling to the point that now you've lost the, the trust. The trust. Yeah. Right? The trust in God. Yeah, the, the trust that no matter what happens, God is going to mm-hmm. make it right. Yeah, and that's what I was saying earlier too. That they are our responsibility, and yes, we do have to have control over them compared to everybody else in the world. We don't want to, you know, especially the government, especially oh, yeah. you know. <laughs> Others out there who are non-believers, we don't want them anywhere near our children, but we still have to rely on God and how he wants them to be raised. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when I mentioned about having a life verse or any verse verses that you would choose to help you on your walk of faith, but but you would keep those as a guiding light Mm -hmm. to the steps and decisions that you make you also want that for your children right in in how you raise your children i like that part like just the little scripture part on proverbs 3 and Mm -hmm. verse 6 i guess and he will make your path straight right and that's what i feel like when i hear you talking and also when i think of situations myself not that i have a uh situation like that but i've certainly had times when I, it's like, oh, I didn't really realize I didn't trust God. (laughs) It's like until I said something out loud and then it was like, oh, where did that come from? (laughs) Like, I don't actually really believe that, but obviously there is some type of unbelief in that area. And, And I think it's, it's beautiful at the same time as a little bit scary. scary. (laughs) that that we can have things we think I sometimes say like we uh, oh it's great to make mistakes because it humbles us sometimes Mm -hmm. we get so caught up with different things but specifically talking about our relationship with God that yeah I'm doing I'm doing this it's like I'm praying every day and I'm doing the Bible and not even thinking of it in a self-righteous way like yeah I'm doing all the right things yay but Mm -hmm. that we that we then get almost like a little over confident on our mm-hmm. own abilities mm-hmm. and and as soon as that happens uh well maybe not as soon but eventually god is going to show us right mm-hmm. he's going to show us something of where we're actually a little bit prideful in some areas that we shouldn't be or that it's mm-hmm. not the right kind of pride right the, the the pride that actually makes us a little bit more like a fool than a than someone that's wise yeah <laughs> I'm kind of thinking Proverbs is on my mind, right? And so often we're tight. Well, here's wisdom and here's being foolish, right? So many comparisons in there. And I mean, that's just a great book overall to really go through regularly as a family. Like Mm -hmm. do do it with our kids so that there's so much in there. I think that they don't even 
um, that they don't even think on, but it's planting that seed of faith in them. And just like, like one of, one of the things I kind of remember you saying, and I think it was pre-show, I don't think it was since, since you've been just sharing your testimony for the episode here that you said you felt really, because you don't have anybody really strong in faith yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, for those of the, that you don't know, I don't know if you've mentioned it, but you homeschool your kids, right? Yeah. So the education for them would be that means almost everything I've done, like, have I actually had enough time with them? Have I showed them everything? Right. Yeah. And it was that all those concerns came up in yeah. your mind. Yeah. Of, oh, I was, not, I, I'm the only one that's going to show them God and that's going to do things right for them. Right. Like, yeah, the only one in the world that knows God. <laughs> well, and that was it. I, okay. I, we had already chosen this homeschooling path specifically. Mm-hmm we are the lone wolves in, in that regards. And so if something were to happen to me, all of that, you know, and all of the things that I wanted them to learn just from my life, my example, not just the academics, but, you know, to teach them about the Bible, which they're not going to get anywhere else. I'm not even at church, just so you know, parents, you, you, Mm. you don't learn everything there is to know about the Bible just from church. You need to read it at home. And so, right? Yeah, it's not just on Sundays. You got to do that every single day. And so these were the things that I was scared about because if if I had left this earth in 2019, I I didn't know. I honestly didn't know what was going to happen because I wasn't ready. <laughs> I wasn't ready to leave. I, and I, I said this to God. I said, yet. I, I said, God, I still have, I still have work to do. Like, yeah. you know that you, you entrusted me to do that. You called me to do this stuff. So why would you take me? <laughs> but you see, and I, and I think about, I, I think about Abraham and his, and his sacrifice that God called him to make and again like here here's the promised son (laughs) that he gave to him Mm -hmm. even though uh physically speaking it wasn't it it was impossible for this to happen for them for him and sarah to have a child here is this miracle baby comes and then god turns around and says yeah go take him up to the mountain and sacrifice him Mm -hmm. and it I'm sure, <laughs> I mean, I hope <laughs> Abraham had these moments with, like, I'm not ready. You, you, you just gave him to me. Uh-huh. Like, I, I still have things to do that I want to do with my son. I've been waiting forever for a son. But don't I feel bad that Abraham went and listened anyway <laughs> and trusted mm-hmm. God? So here's something that I needed to learn that Abraham already had learned. Uh-huh. Um, if God asks you to do something, so if God says it's my time, then I need to be okay with that. Yeah. I mean, first of all, I need to make sure that I'm going to see him when my time comes. So that is, that is on me, but I need to then trust that everything and everyone that I leave behind, that I leave, I leave them in his hands because he is fully capable <laughs> of oh. handling everything um here on earth he is above all things and totally in control and i see that now (laughs) 
I've learned, (laughs) but it took, it took a scary situation for me to, first of all, be aware of it. And, and I think that is my, my prayer for myself as I continue to grow, because I still have a lot of growing up to do in my faith. Mm-hmm. But my prayer for all of you listening that you would be open to growing and letting God search your hearts to see if there's anything that doesn't need to be there. And that, you know, we'd be okay that we would have faith to say, take it away mm-hmm. and fill me with the things that I do need. Fill me with the hope, fill me with the peace, fill me with joy, fill me with love. Mm-hmm. That's going to keep me going on the path that you have set for me. And then, you know, our faith will be strong enough to face whatever comes our way. Mm-hmm. And there will always be things yeah. coming our way yes. that's going <laughs> to challenge us. Of and that's course. why we need these opportunities. Not just to share, to share our testimony. <laughs> so those are great. And it's great to hear others' testimony. I mean, I, I haven't had the health issue, but I have had things where I've been greatly humbled mm. and, and it's growing my faith better than if I would have just done everything right all the time. True. Right. Like it's true. if, if we don't, or, or if I didn't have anything, it's not even all, only about what we're doing, right. It's what, it's what comes at us directly with what mm-hmm. you said your story right so so i'm a little i'm a little bit curious i i've heard your story and if you feel oh. like it's part of your testimony because this four years later and i'm pretty sure you're not dealing with that yeah so yeah i just totally forgot to say that <laughs> while i trusted him they did and i i had to see a number of doctors um for over a few months and i finally found a specialist who uh, and my link uh, to my specific story will be in the show notes, so you could check that out. In the show notes, it says I was originally diagnosed with Harada disease, but when I went to that specialist, who again he was very one of the top doctors in Toronto. This is where I am right now, and uh, it was very hard to get in, um, so I was on a waiting list for a bit. Um, but when he did, he came in and, of course, we did the full set of tests. My eye, my eyes, plural, have been poked and prodded <laughs> way more than I've liked. And uh, he finally said it's what they diagnosed me with was similar to what I have, but it's actually posterior sclerosis. And so um, it is a rare disease. It is in the autoimmune category. So it is related to a bit of arthritis. So my body has a marker that triggers inflammation. And so that was what the was behind my retina. And for those people who did see me face to face, they they saw, I'm going to be a little bit graphic here, but my eyeball was actually being pushed out. So this was how big the swelling was. And I, 
I'll try to get you a picture in the show notes because I had to beg them. I'm like, please, can I take a picture? Because this is a whole God thing. Uh-huh. Because after working and it was many, many months of, because this was a rare disease, they didn't really know what to do with it. There were very few cases and we had to test out very various medications and many failed and I had a relapse into the pain. And so we finally found something that for the last two years I have been on and it is safe. It is not as drastic as a steroid, which is what was used to keep the pain down. But it's obviously steroids on a very long period of time is not safe for you. So now I am on a safe medication that I I have to faithfully take every week, but the doctors are pleased. They are considering lowering the medication to see, but they want to make sure that it's going to be safe. So again, it's still all experimental and I get to be a guinea pig for this, ah. <laughs> but maybe, maybe down the line, somebody else will um, I mean, I, I hope that nobody gets this, but but it was a journey. I, I had to learn how to see again. I had to learn depth perception again. You know, it was it was hard. Like I couldn't I was too afraid to, you know, cut meat on a chopping board because oh. I thought I would miss I'd hit my fingers. Like I yeah. I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't tell word. the difference. And so I would have, I would take the kitchen shears and try to cut meat and I would miss (laughs) because, but at least I knew I wasn't going anywhere near my fingers. Uh So that would have been fun for a while. You know, and, and my, my youngest uh, son at the time was just a baby, just a year old and, you know, cutting, cutting baby's toenails. (laughs) And they're so fine, you know, it, it was such a challenge. It was such a challenge. And still, still to this day, you know, there are moments when my eyes do not focus and it certain things I have to just take a moment to just let my eyes focus. But thankfully, they tell me when I go to uh, for these checkups, I go every six months with my glasses because before all of this happened I wear glasses for distance and usually I don't wear them at home so but when I go for my checkup and I wear my glasses they tell me I have 2020 vision again and I'll tell you when when all of this was settling down and you know they had decided this is what I had they had showed me a graph of my eye and there it was supposed to be, it was, it looked like a beehive. So like the different nerve sections Mm. and it was supposed to be all green. Mm. It was not. (laughs) There were maybe three or four green spots and a bunch of red spots. That swelling had crushed all of the nerves in my left eye. And so the doctor had said, the human body is resilient and may repair itself and we just have to wait and see. And so I am not thanking <laughs> my body for healing. I'm thanking God for, mm-hmm. for healing because yeah, he is the healer. Yeah. And 
that is a testimony. But yeah, you should see the picture. It literally looks like a hot air balloon right behind my retina. And then it then it was completely disappeared. And I I have got to thank me for that. And, you know, (laughs) if I didn't have faith, I mean, (laughs) I don't know, I could not walk. Yeah, um, definitely that faith and faith and healing and even even how you describe your healing. It's like it's, you know, it, and healing can happen through, you know, often when I pray for people for healing, I pray for the doctors to have the wisdom. Yes, me too. To, to do what God has created the body to do, right? What God mm-hmm. has created them to do, specifically if they're Christian, but God will work through people who are not Christians. That's right. I heard it again and again and again through testimonies. Doctors do not need to be Christian for the Holy Spirit to come and, and work through them and make the situation good. Again, that verse that it just came to mind several times as you're sharing, right? What the enemy has has meant for evil or what is meant for evil. I'm not sure if the enemy is actually in scripture where it says that, but what is meant for evil, God will turn to good. Mm-hmm. And that is a big trust part. Yeah. As yeah. well. Because we don't understand it. Like, wow. again, I'm sure many people might have said, but, you know, Christine is a good person. Why is this happening to her? I mean, I, <laughs> I've i had so many health issues that have hit me one after the other, you know, including I almost died from gallstones right after all of this. And it's like, you know, sure, another trip to the hospital. Sure, why not? Because at this point, you know, I'm a child of God and God's got this. Yeah. And sometimes um, it's what you're doing for God. I've experienced that in my own life, but definitely tons of other people sharing. It's because you're a powerful mm -hmm. force in the kingdom and Mm -hmm. attack. Well, you know, you'll get attacked and attacked and attacked. But as long as your faith is in, in God, right. And, and knowing his word, I mean, that's, as you'll probably agree, so vital, like reading his word again and again, because those attacks can come in so many different ways, sometimes physical, sometimes mental, sometimes mm. emotional. Sometimes we don't even know what we just know that there is something, something going on, like spiritual warfare type of thing where we need to be praying for it. And we need to be understanding what God shared in his word on how to overcome that, because we've got so much instruction Um, well, all throughout the Bible, but I especially look at the life of Jesus and then the apostles afterwards, like we've just got so many, so many situations that we can relate to what's going on in, in our life. And it doesn't, I mean, one day we're all going to be with Jesus. We're all going to die or we're all going to rapture, whichever Mm -hmm. comes first. Mm -hmm. Um, but we're all going to leave this earth. So our fear certainly shouldn't be, oh, what's you know, I don't want to die. Like there's, uh, there's something better. Yeah. We don't know what it is for sure. There's something better, but it's really important while we're here on, on earth, right. Doing that. We continue to do God's work and we should expect all kinds of opposition to come, to come towards us. I'm, I'm very much in an armor of God mindset. And, mm-hmm. and partly, I think it's just preparing. I mean, every Christian should really know that armor of God and, and wear that, put that on every day. Um, mm-hmm. But it helps out in so many 
so many situations that we just deal with in this worldly worldly world we live in but spiritual warfare too that is that is big what's going on in the spirit world and just to reiterate that whole you know learning the scriptures i'll tell you <laughs> in those few months when i couldn't see mm-hmm. it's not like i could have opened my bible to read it <laughs> so i am thankful that you know i had that life verse proverbs 3 5 to 6 mm-hmm. memorized but it wasn't just that thankfully i knew the promises of god i knew mm-hmm. scripture that i could tell myself from my heart that i was going to be okay and that mm-hmm. he's got me no matter what whether he took me at that time or you know he just got me through it somehow or or if he didn't and he somehow i w- i was going to be okay because of what his word said but if i didn't read my bible before this all happened mm-hmm. and try to learn it and to study it and to to remember it i, I probably wouldn't have been so encouraged through it all uh-huh. yeah to have that always in our minds which is why it's so important that we share that sh- the bible with with our kids well not just share but teach study them. yeah study yeah that's in the Bible because they need those words. It may seem like they are not really interested. I've certainly got, I've got one that seems like he's not really interested and one that <laughs> like a little bit more, right? A little, little bit more engaged when we're reading through the Bible, but we still read through that and not every day. I'm trying to work with every day, but we have like afternoon family Bible time and every day we should be doing that. Yeah. Reading the Bible. And that is what will give us the i don't know give it give us the sight really not the sight that we see with our with our eyes with Um, our faith yeah the eyes of faith Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. all right well we have got our next episode coming up that is going to be another testimony now we've got Mm -hmm. a few different ones there so i'm not going to say exactly what it is because depending on who's available we might move those around But Mm -hmm. depending when you're listening to this, you're already going to see some of those episodes on there on this whole series of, and I think I'm going to put this on a different page of the site. Maybe I'll do that with each of our seasons. Here is season. Yeah. It's all about parenting insights. We did that one. Season three. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Season three. (laughs) The first one, we were just kind of, I don't know, all all over the place. It was about parenting. Mm -hmm. Definitely still about that. Yeah. Firing up faith and family. Right. Lots yep. of different stuff there, but definitely this one I see testimony and, and maybe we even add to this in different seasons, but this will yeah. be a season four testimony page. I'll wait till we get a few more on there, but mm-hmm. um, so you can go on over to firing up faith and family.net. Uh, you can maybe see the link directly to this episode on our website, but you can also search there uh, for anything you might be looking forward to encourage you and inspire you in your faith and family and uh feel free to continue the conversation there on our website we love to hear comments and we like to comment back so we've got we know you listening have lots of insight to share that others might be really encouraged by so and if you have not subscribed already be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform 